Welcome to the Weekend Sports Buzz. I'm Kelly Patrick, along with Carlo Kellum, coming at you here on 1450 WXVW, as we do every Sunday from 10 until noon. Carlo, how you doing this morning? Doing good, man. We know, just had a little fun here uh, from the previous show. Got some good photo ops in. Doing great, man. Great uh, filled weekend of sports and action. We've got a lot to talk about this, after, this, uh, this morning, so I'm excited about what's going on in the world of sports. The combines are going on right now. I was just informed, uh, this was breaking news, that one of the UofL players went a, ran a 4-4 in the combine this morning. Oh, yeah. Who was that? It, I did not know that. It was, and I'll tell you his name, but he ran a 4-4 in That's the combine. Solid. I'm getting that. Uh, I just saw that come up a moment ago, so I'll get you his name here in a minute. The Weekend Sports, Sports Buzz. The Weekend Sports Buzz is brought to you by Brandon J. Lawrence. Where Carlo, what does J stand for? Justice. J stands for justice. Personal injury attorney. Call 502-587-0041. To reach the best personal injury attorney in the city of Louisville. As Carlo alluded to, we got plenty to talk about today. Both Louisville and Kentucky won via last second shots yesterday. It doesn't get much better than that here in the Kentucky and a region. Uh, you know, then, I mean, in the heart of college basketball world, even Indiana beat Northwestern on the road 61 56. Um, so great stuff to talk about. Beyond that, the NFL has a few stories out there right now. Oh, quite a few. And it was Damian Copeland who ran the 4-4. Damian Copeland. Damian Copeland. Honey Mustard. Not too shabby. Not too shabby at all. But I know what you're about to get into, man. I wish Ashley was here for this conversation. Ashley will be here shortly. She said she's running a little behind, I think. Right, Carlos? She'll be here. I don't know. I wasn't notified. I I think she... No, she sent a group text. She she, she said she'll be here. Um, But the NFL has a couple stories that really caught my eye, Carlos. One of them being the NFL is expected to adopt a penalty... For racial slurs used during games. Do you hear that, Carlo? I mean, well, yeah. It's common, I guess. Uh, and referees, they just they just ignore it. But you'll hear players, all African-American, of course, using the N-word on the field. You say all African-American? That's, I, that's a question. Yeah, it's, Richie it's, Incognito, it's, clearly. I, I guarantee you he wasn't saying it on the field. He was doing that behind closed doors. But uh, he... Uh, Richie Incognito was using, you know, the N-word, many horrible racial slurs behind closed doors. Um, so, you know, it was a, a, a tough situation there. But regardless of whether you're white or black going forward, if you use a racial slur, you're going to get fined. And it'll be a penalty. They have everybody mic'd up during the games. We actually have a guest in studio with us. Carlo and I said last week we didn't know if he would actually join us. Yeah, you, I thought we were getting robbed there for a second, Kelly. We didn't know who, who had snuck brought up in us the studio. Some donuts. And he brought us some donuts. Our favorite caller, none other than Carolina Steve. How you doing this morning, Carolina? Just fine. Great day. It's race day. Thank you very much for coming in Amen. with us. What are we previewing? Tell our listeners what we're previewing. What's the significance of you coming in this morning, Carolina? Well, this is the 56th annual Daytona 500 also known as the Great American Race. What's very significant about this is it marks the return of the number three on track since Dale Earnhardt lost his life in 2001. Who's going to be driving the number three car? Austin Dillon. Okay. Why is that? I know that the the significance behind the number three, it's kind of like a retired jersey. Someone then is able to come forward and, and... Wear that jersey, and it has some significance. Why is Austin Dillon able to drive that car? How'd they choose him? Because about 14 years ago, R.C. and Dale Earnhardt had a talk, and they agreed 
that the person who drove the number three would be either a uh, uh, descendant of Dale Earnhardt or part of Richard Childress's family. Okay. Now, you think Dale Earnhardt Jr. is upset he's not driving the three car? No, he was offered he was offered the number three and turned it down. Okay. He doesn't want the pressure of be, of having his dad's Yeah, that's some big shoes to fill now. He, I, he I already know he's driving that car either. This, this thing, how much media attention that would bring to him. And he was already on a losing streak, right? Earnhardt Jr. He hadn't won a race in a while up until recently, I think, right? Uh, is he so still really, it was about two years ago when he won Michigan. So that's a that's big shoes to fill. I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want to do that either. Well, I wore my dad's that, basketball number. Did you? I wore my dad's basketball number also. I but guess it's maybe not the same. I mean, my it's dad not this. Dale, yeah, <laughs> yeah. My dad was a good so. high school player, but he wasn't the greatest in the history of a sport. <laughs> so it's well, it's my different. Dad was close. Th- that's like oh, Michael yeah. Jordan's kids were twenty three. <laughs> you know, I don't think Michael Jordan's kids are going around. Uh, I, don't, I don't think his his son that was playing ball was wearing twenty three. You know, Michael Jordan actually chose twenty three. Because his dad wore forty five, and he said if he could be half as good as his dad, then then he would be happy. So well, he wore forty five in baseball. He did end up wearing forty five in the NBA, also. So it's interesting how people go about choosing their numbers. The whole different topic, but what we've got Carolina in studio with us for this morning is to preview the Daytona. What's another storyline? What do our our listeners have to look forward to when it comes to the Daytona five hundred, Carolina? Tony Stewart never has won the Daytona five hundred. Okay. And he is trying, especially after that bad wreck that he had in the uh, sprint car race. He's uh, out there. They showed this morning on the four-letter network the uh, the titanium rod that he has in his leg. And he, uh, from a source of mine, he almost didn't get to race, and he almost lost that leg about four weeks ago with infection and everything. So... uh, it's going to be he. That's what I'm interested. He he did pretty good in the uh, races, especially in the one where he got hit from behind. Another storyline is: Will Ricky Stenhouse Jr. run in to Danica today? Danica, oh, mm. Danica Patrick. Huh? That's his girlfriend. Uh oh. <laughs> I would take her out. If I was <laughs> did, didn't he run into her the other day? Yes, he did. And Mike Joy from uh, NASCAR on Fox had the best. Uh, reply to that, he says, it's a good thing it's the day after Valentine's. <laughs> but, but, but she, it looked like he did it on purpose. He he couldn't see where he was going. I'm sure he him. probably didn't. You don't want to hurt your girlfriend. Uh, if you especially, especially, you know. Unless yeah. your name is uh, Ray Rice. Yeah. That's oh, a my whole, gosh. Whole that's different, a whole, whole different, different story. We'll we're not going to talk about right now. <laughs> but... Uh, his uh, hood got blown up over his windshield, and he didn't see it. And in Danica's interview, after she came out of the care center, she said, hey, can you believe my boyfriend ran into me? And the way she said it, I just cracked up laughing. And so it, it's good. Uh, it's, there's several storylines in there. By the way, Carlo, you'll like this. Eminem is sponsoring a, a helping sponsor. A <laughs> what? Car. I am not an Eminem fan, but uh, that's <laughs> interesting to know. Yeah. Why aren't you an Eminem fan? <laughs> I, I never, I never liked Eminem. Really? Uh, What's wrong with you? I, I, I never been. You're never, not American. I, I, I am. <laughs> I mean, the only white rappers I, I always liked was Third uh, Third Base. I don't even um, know who that is. Third? Are you serious? I'm dead serious. You don't know who Third Base is? I have no clue. The Gas Face? No. Wow. 
I know Kelly doesn't know. I don't. I know Carolina. You know who third base is, right? It ain't country, so I don't know. uh, Find some third third base, Kelly, and uh, get it on for us on one of these commercial breaks. Or not. We'll do. Or you can find Eminem and put him on for us. I'll do a little bit of both. Wow, I can't believe you guys never heard of third base. DJ well, Kelly. But so he, so Eminem, Eminem <laughs> has bought into the whole uh, NASCAR scene. Yeah, he was there last year. You know as what? A guest. My goal this year, one of my goals for 2014, was to start covering more racing events. So I'm gonna get in, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get into that now. Okay, the, the one, I'm gonna be the new expert. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. We're fortunate enough to have three tracks within driving distance of us. Yep. Probably the best one to go watch a race at is Bristol. I haven't been to Bristol. I've been to the Kentucky. Not, I, I've been to Kentucky Speedway once. I've been to the one on the way to Fort Knox. Uh, I forgot what that's called. You go going all the way down Dixie, Fort, you know, headed to Fort Knox is on your left. That's Drag Street. Drag Street. Yeah, I've been there before. And then uh, you also have the Brickyard, which is up in Indianapolis. I haven't been to the Brickyard, but I, I plan on going to the date. Well, the Indy Five Hundred this year. That's a trip we got to make, uh, Carolina. I've never been there. Been, Daytona was too far for us, but we can make the Indy yeah. Indy trip. I have been in Indy for the NASCAR race. Uh, I heard it's a great show. I mean, I, I when I went to the drag racing, just to be around, I, I never really got into NASCAR. But when you go, it's definitely exciting to be there. The atmosphere is electric. It's amazing. Uh, I think Ashley would even enjoy it. Oh, really? Yeah, you might like the, the loud cars. No, know, I won't like it. Vibration. I get earplugs. Ashley, actually, the uh, probably... The majority, a lot of the fans now, it's over fifty percent are ladies. Really, NASCAR. They like to look. at Oh, guys. they get crazy out there. They like, Do they oh, really? Yeah. yeah, they like to look at guys like Casey Kane, Dale mm. Junior, people like that. Okay, but I have to check it out. But I had a chance to go up to Indianapolis, uh-huh. Carlo, and I was in the pits during the race. That's how'd, the place to how'd be. How'd you pull that off? A friend of mine who played football for my dad. Was work was working for Bill Davis, who uh, they had Ward Burton out there. Mm-hmm. Well, they closed down, and he went to work for Tommy Baldwin Jr. Mm. And Tommy got me pit passes and hot passes for the garage. There's different kind of passes mm-hmm. you can get, and we said it. We helped set up the uh, pit box. Mm-hmm. We were in there for the first pit stop. Mike Skinner was driving our car. That's awesome. And I knew Mike from, uh, I used to get pit passes and garage passes for the truck races Mm -hmm. up at Kentucky. Mm. I was in uh, Mike's pit when he won the uh, truck race up there. So uh, Once again, it's the Weekend Sports Buzz. We're live in studio with Carolina Steve breaking down some uh, racing for us, NASCAR, drag racing. We're going to talk about it all. You know it all when it comes to racing, right? Not all of it, but I enjoy watching it. Uh, like I said, I'm from the state of North Carolina, and y- y'all are not going to believe this, but as voted by the legislature, the official sport of the state of North Carolina is NASCAR racing. Wow. Mm. I know Todd is kicking himself right now. He would love to be in studio to have his conversation about Todd? NASCAR. He's on his way to, I think, Pikeville, one of these little country towns, for a big wrestling event tonight. Oh. So he's, uh, he's, on, he's working. Has to go uh, make sure these wrestlers are are standing compliance with the Kentucky Boxing Commission. So we'll, we will have him next week in studio. He'll be back on the ones and twos. Kelly's doing a pretty decent job right now. He's holding it down okay. I'm working on it. You know, I'm, the tough thing for me is to find a third base. I want to make sure that it's clean. Lyrics. Oh, it's clean. Yeah. Okay, yeah. really. All yeah. right. Well, we're going to head out now to a, to a commercial break to a little bit of third base. I hope it's clean. <laughs> <laughs> That's clean. It's clean. Are you sure? I'm positive. All right. Well.
Here, here goes nothing. Carlo, Ashley, Kelly, and I will be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. And Carolina in studio with us. We'll be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Thanks, Search. And now for the Prime Minister, Sinister Pete. Nice, nice, nice. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Kelly Patrick, Carlo Kellum. The lovely Ashley Danielle, and we're also joined live in studio with Carolina Steve, who's breaking down some NASCAR big race uh, today uh, that's going on. You got a couple stories to tell us, so we got you here for the first segment of the breakdown some NASCAR for us, Steve. Okay, the story I want to tell is how I really got interested in going to NASCAR. How do how do you get interested? Well, I, I used to listen to it on the radio all the time. That's all it was was on the radio. And I was in school at the University of South Carolina in 1969, and they were racing at Darlington, mm-hmm. which is the first racetrack, really big racetrack they ever had. Mm-hmm. And I decided that I wanted to go see the race. So I got on the road and hitchhiked. You hitchhiked? Yeah, I used to hitchhike to Myrtle Beach, places like that. <laughs> that was at a time when hitchhiking it was, safe. was safe. Okay. And... uh Guy picked me up. We went there. We were in the infield, watched the race, went into the infield after that, met Richard Petty, uh, helped him load his car on his trailer. That was before the days of the big haulers Mm -hmm. and everything. And then since that, I've been hooked. So you hitchhiked by yourself? Yes. Wow. That's dedication. You know, back then you didn't think anything about it, actually. Right. It uh, it It was good. I've been to, I think I figured up 14 racetracks. 14 different racetracks. How yeah. many races do you think total have you been to? Close to 100. Wow. If you count going over across the river and watching the uh, sports drone and sure. going to Salem. And mm-hmm. uh, I also am a big fan of the uh, world of outlaws. And I go to Bloomington and to Hopstock to see the races there. Now, that is real racing because those cars have 800 horsepower, mm. and uh, they don't have a starter in them. they got to get pushed, and they just fly around the tracks. Oh, wow. Kind of like, they're kind of like the cars Tony Stewart got uh, in his wreck with. Mm. with. So uh, that's just one that uh, that I like to see. They, they got a guy there they call the king, Steve Kenzer. He's won 20 championships in that. Oh, wow. Well, what's your favorite car, Steve? If you had to drive a race car, what would be your car? Believe it or not, I'd like to drive one of those Delaria Corvettes okay. in the sports car. I just like, I used to have a 73 MGB, mm-hmm. and to me, I'd get out there and I'd think that I was on the country roads like Junior Johnson. <laughs> but I just love uh, that. Uh, I'd, I'd like to try NASCAR, but I wouldn't like to try Super Speedway. Mm-hmm. I'd like to try something like Martinsville or Richmond mm-hmm. or uh, Bristol. Now, that's the one you want to make a trip, Carlo. Go to Bristol. Mm. They, uh, I went to the night race. Mm-hmm. I've never been to an, another thing like it. 
And the thing was, they dedicated the Earnhardt Tower that night, Ashley. Oh. So Dale Earnhardt, uh, they had a flyover, mm-hmm. and, and the flyover, this guy peeled out. Mm-hmm. And did they did the missing man formation? Wow! In honor of him, and uh, that's really awesome. Probably, that's my favorite place to watch a race because there, it's a half mile track, and it seats one hundred and sixty five thousand. Wow! And at one time, there was only one ticket harder than that to get in sports. What's that? The Masters. Hmm. But I, I've been to sit. Uh, I really liked it. Uh, I've never been to an IndyCar race. Mm-hmm. I just they just don't bump enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> what do you know about uh, drag racing and off road racing? Do you watch any of that stuff? Oh, before I came up here, mm-hmm. I was watching drag racing. They had to qualify for the NHRA tonight. Did they today from a uh, tape from last night? Uh-huh. And I got to see uh, they had uh, John Force's daughters. Mm-hmm. They were on Queen Latifah, and they showed that uh, thing, and Queen Latifah raced them in go-karts. Did she? Yeah. That's funny. I, uh, last year, got to go to the Mint 400, and that was my first ever off-road racing experience. Uh, off-road's fine. As a matter of fact, there's a lot of NASCAR drivers that have off-road experience. Mm-hmm. One of them being the champion, Jimmy Johnson. Wow. He started off-road racing, and... uh that's the reason he could handle the car so good. That makes sense. You you had one guy from NASCAR. He, he raced in the Indies, raced about everything, one of the best racers I ever saw. God, what was his name? I saw him. I met him. Robbie Gordon. Mm. And he has a uh, – uh, he races in that uh, race where it's 1,000 miles uh, across Africa. Mm-hmm. And he races a Hummer. <laughs> that would be cool to watch. <laughs> yeah, and it's like you said, the off-the-road racing. Uh, there's certain things I like. Uh, I like to watch, you know, the drag racing. I got my favorites in drag racing. In Top Fuel, it's the Sarge, Tony Shoemaker. Mm-hmm. And in uh, Funny Car, John Force. Because I, I was up at the uh, truck show, and John Force came while we were uh, – standing in line to get his autograph. Mm-hmm. And he came up there and shook our hands and thanked us for standing in line. Wow. That's the one thing <laughs> you'll find out if you ever go to a race or anything. Mm-hmm. They will sign autographs, especially if you get around D.W., which is Darrell Walter, who's mm-hmm. from uh, Orangeboro, Kentucky, mm-hmm. or Richard Petty. They will stand there and sign autographs so everybody gets them. That's awesome. That's good. You gotta, yeah, you, yeah, you got to do that for the fans, man. At least they can do... You know, give a fan. I, I'm one of those guys. I don't like getting autographs, though. I'm not an autograph guy. Uh, I don't. The only autograph I ever got was Muhammad Ali's, and that's, I will never probably ask anybody else for another autograph. I got, yeah, I got except Ashley Daniel. Yeah, I take that back. I got Ashley's yeah, you autograph did get my autograph. Right I take that back. I got Derek Carolina behind you. I got Derek Jeter's autograph, Otherwise, but I'm right there with you. Other than that, you know, if you're not, you know, Muhammad Ali, Derek oh, Jeter, yeah. it has to be. <laughs> Carolina <laughs> likes that picture of Ashley up there. That's a good one. <laughs> Well, guys, we've got a lot of college basketball to talk about, but yes, for the next few minutes, mm-hmm. you know, both Louisville and Kentucky won via a last-second shot. Julius Randle, Russ Smith, arguably the most important players on each team. We got a lot to say arguably, about that. Yeah. I'm sure arguably, you do. but for the last few minutes, we got Carolina on the on the on the topic of Daytona 500. The event starts today at 
Um, what's your favorite memory, Carolina, and what do our listeners have to look forward to specific to this race? I know you said that there's the number three uh, car is being driven for the first time. It's a historical event. What's your favorite memory? And before we head to our break here, what do our listeners have to look forward to? Who's your Who's your winner? Who are you predicting to win today? Well, first of all, my favorite memory occurred in 1979. That was the first time that Daytona was broadcast from start to finish. Mm. And the East Coast was sacked in with snow. So it, uh, it became a real big event. That's the one where Cale uh, Yarborough and Donnie uh-huh. Allison collided on the last lap. And as Bobby Allison said, Cale uh, Yarborough's chin kept hitting my fist. Mm. And it, it led to a big brouhaha. And that's actually what started the popularity of NASCAR on television. Also, look forward to today. I think you're going to see a different kind of racing today. I don't think you might see the big one, but uh, I'm thinking it's going to be a pretty, you know, conservative type of race until the last 25 laps. Then you throw the rule book out, anything goes. (laughs) And I think you're going to see a wild dash to the finish. And I'm going to predict that a rookie will win. Wow, somebody new. Austin Dillon. Wow. wow. Okay. There we heard it. Austin Dillon, that's his prediction to win tonight's big race, so I'm going to look out for that. Okay. Be- before we head to a break, Carolina, I do have a texture on the Lotus Gunworks, Lotus Gunworks text line, 414-1450. Uh, texter Steve wants to know, actually, you know, Steven is his name, uh, for Carolina, Steve, he said, ask Carolina what he thinks about the Jay Moore roast on Danica and Mike Helton, the president of NASCAR. I, it, didn't, I didn't see that. I hope I can get to see it. Do you hear about it? Oh, uh, yeah, I heard about the uh, saying that th- uh, at the NASCAR banquet that she was, uh, that's the closest she'd ever been to the front row <laughs> and everything. Uh, it's She's she's a good uh Good uh, PR person and everything, and uh, until I see all of it, I'll, I'll I'll reserve comment because I don't like to comment out of context. Fair enough, Steve. You know we we thank you very much for coming in studio with us. We are going to head to a break here. Uh, before we before we head to the break, I want to make sure we we thank our sponsor Brandon J Lawrence for allowing us to be on the air every week from ten till noon. Also on Saturdays from nine to eleven. Carlo, what does the J stand for in Brandon J. Lawrence? Today, Julius Randle. Today, it stands for justice, which is what it's supposed to stand for every day. (laughs) Give Brandon a call at 502-587-0041 to reach the best personal injury attorney in the city of Louisville. Carlo, Ashley, and I will be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Kelly Patrick, Ashley Danielle, Carlo Kellum. We were just joined in the studio by our man, Carolina Steve, who gave us a breakdown of the world of NASCAR. We appreciate you coming in studio, Carolina, and we look forward to having you uh, back in soon. But Pop Goes the Weasel. Now, these are the white rappers that I know about right here, man. Third base. According to Carlo, the best white rappers ever. Is that right? 
Uh, I would say ever, but they're who, out there. Who, who is? He Carla? thinks they're better than Eminem. Which I'm not is an Eminem fan. Suspect. Uh, the, the best white rapper ever. That's I mean, why does it matter that they're white? It doesn't. It just happens to be. Their, uh, it's a category, yeah. Ashley. Yeah. I mean, we can't deny it. I think right? that's whack. Who, who's your Who's the best white rapper according to Ashley Danielle? Eminem. Eminem. That's hard to argue. I mean, it's either going to be him or Vanilla Ice. Seriously. <laughs> I'm trying. I can't. I'm trying to think of some. I can't think of any besides Eminem. It's Eminem, hands down. Just don't be a hater all your life, Carlo. <laughs> Speaking of hater, but go ahead, Kelly. No, I was going to say, our listeners, 502-384-1450. I feel like if our listeners have, so- have been waiting. A song request. They have been waiting. You're right, Ashley. That's a great point. A song request. If you want to nominate a white rapper, <laughs> we'll, we'll play him for the intro music coming up. Ashley did request one, a different song. That a we'll different have for genre. The ne- a different yes. genre altogether that we'll have for the next one. But our listeners have been waiting. Ashley, what is it for? What do what do our listeners here in the heart of heart of college basketball? Um, what, what what do they want to talk about? They, our listeners, are ready for Carlo to tell us how significant the UK win was, and for me to blast him. Well, so, well, first, ready? well, first, Go. well, first, actually, I'm going to say how significant the signature win was for Louisville. They finally got their signature win of the year. With the Over last, a top ten team. Finally, it's about on time. the road. It's about on the road. Can you can you time. give some credit for? About time. Can you give credit? Questionable calls at the end there oh by the refs. Oh my gosh! Uh, the, when the the kid got the rebound, he called a timeout and he wasn't given that timeout when he Carlo, fell out of bounds. That's Carlo, just, I don't know if you caught that. Or Carlo, not. can you give credit? But I did for, give credit. Signature uh, no, win. No, you you did it. Signature win can for them. Russ Russ finally top, came through with a big shot. But now on the road, it's very tough. Very good win. But now. Is a chance for Russ Smith. Uh-oh. Russ Smith can actually do what Kimball Walker did several years ago. Which is? He got hot at the end of the season. He got very hot and, and took UConn well, to win the championship. That's stereotypical of Rikino the teams. They peak at the right time. Yeah, but this they is, do. This this is, is, is the chance for Russ to get hot and really take over the team and prove that he's one of the top players. You're right. That's basketball. what he did at the end of last season. So definitely, I think that's definitely something we could look forward but to. But it's finally a signature win for Louisville. I mean, this is really your Such only big skeptic. win of the year. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Uh, the only big win of the year for you guys. Well, beat, well, beat SMU, beat Connecticut at Connecticut. So there wins. are some good ones. But you're right, Carlo. There's no question about it. This is the biggest win of the season for Louisville, avenging sure. their home loss to Cincinnati. We're going to head to the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln buzz line, 502-384-1450. I believe, I'm running the boards this morning. I think we got our man, Brian the Insider, on the line with us. How you doing this morning, Brian? <laughs> Let's see here. Once again, Kelly Packers Kelly. on the ones and twos today. It's okay. Bri- are, are you there, Brian? I think I heard him. Yeah, I'm here. Great. How are you doing this morning? I know you're going to give us an update for the world of horse racing. But before we get to horse racing, what's your take on both of the wins? You know, Louisville won via a last-second shot at Cincinnati uh, by Russ Smith. Kentucky went to overtime at home against LSU and won by a last-second shot by Julius Randle. What's your take on the college basketball action from yesterday? Well, it was great action. First of all, good morning, Ashley, Carlo, and Kelly. Morning, I love Brian. your show this morning. It's fantastic. Um, let me start with uh, a couple of uh, comments Carlo just made about the officiating. I, I couldn't agree more. The officiating was absolutely horrible, but it was not the way Carlo's looking at it. It was, uh, it was I mean, there was a clear goaltending that wasn't called. And, and the timeout, Carlo, that you're talking about should have clearly been awarded to Cincinnati, which – well, he clearly gave it to it, but that was a technical. They had no oh, timeouts left. Okay, I missed that. 
So, so the reason it though, was not it? awarded a technical, and we were at the foul line because it was a homer job going on in that dump <laughs> at Cincinnati. They kept saying how nice that stadium is. I've arena. I've been in that place. It's a. It makes Assembly Hall look like the Yum Center. But, but, uh, but you are uh, right. They, the they, other, they're out of timeouts. Then that, sh- that should have been a technical foul, and they didn't. It either, should have yeah, been. And I was waiting, and, and, yeah, right. and the announcers missed it completely. Uh, but they were out of clearly out of timeouts. I've even checked it uh, after the game, and uh, why we weren't at the foul line for that just indicates that I thought it was an extremely poorly officiated game. Uh, but uh, uh, as far as Kentucky's win, uh, Cal said. Uh, that, that that was an NCAA tournament game. One problem with that, Coach Cal, is LSU is not going to be in the tournament. Uh, very disappointing uh, effort, in my opinion, by the Cats. That's not the way you want to go in at home against a team that is lucky to make the NIT. Uh, so uh, any way that you can spin that, in my opinion, is not... I'm a Cats fan. I'm not, uh, I'm not excited about uh, the direction the team's headed into March. Uh, but uh, big win by the Cards. They should have won by more. They're, in my opinion, they're much better in Cincinnati, and they had double-digit leads in both halves and uh, should have uh, should have hung on better. But, man, oh, man, their foul shooting is horrible. And uh, uh, with the new Hackett-Trez deal they got going on, uh, that, I don't know what Patino says he's going he's gonna to make the foul shooting better. I don't know how in the world you get that knuckleball Trez is throwing up there any better. But mm-hmm. uh, um, something's got to maybe you can try to start to bank it in or something. But, uh um, I don't know. That's very concerning there because I think he's going to go the line a lot more here in the next month. Well, but, Brian, uh, I appreciate you setting Carlos straight. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I, 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 well, when, I, when I heard the, the, the timeout that wasn't called, I, I couldn't agree more. It should have been called, and it would have been a huge technical. And uh, But uh, I, thought, uh, I thought Louisville played good. I don't understand why... Jones and Smith play on the floor as much while Rozier's sitting on the bench. I'm, I'm not impressed with the way Chris Jones is rounding into form. Uh, I thought he made a lot of bad plays. He was clearly frustrated with Russ Smith throwing his hands up. I, I, I don't know, but I'd be curious to hear how the rest of your viewers feel about this or you guys. But uh, I, 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 the Chris Jones experiment is not there. I would assume have him come off the bench and clearly – not take minutes from Rozier. Yeah, no, Brian, I agree with you. I, I, I think I agree with that entirely, Brian. And have Chris Jones come in off the bench, maybe in a, a Vinny, the, microfo- the microwave Johnson type role. Um, and he did provide a spark in the second half. He went on a, a little tear there where I think he scored all of his eight points pretty much all at once. He doesn't seem to, to mesh very well with either Russ or, um, well, he, he plays well with, with Rozier. We have two shooting guards, Russ Smith and Chris Jones, who like to score in bunches. That's their role. Um, but what we do have is a, a very efficient point guard in Terry Rozier. I mean, how impressed have you been with Rozier, Brian? Oh, man, I, I think he's uh, – I went and watched the card scrimmage, you know, back in October, and I left the building saying they've got two NBA players on the team, and that's Trez and, Chris, uh, and, and Rozier. And uh, I, I, my only problem with Rozier is I, I wish he'd get more minutes I'm very impressed with him. I, I tell you, you know, when we're talking about the Cards and the Cats, I wouldn't trade Rozier for either of the Harrison twins. I'll no tell way. you that right now. No way. Uh, oh, wow. Carlo, how do you feel about that? I, I'm just you gonna, know I, he has I'm something just, to say. I'm just going to let you finish, Brian. I'll, re, I'll, I'll get my rebuttal in later. Because the Harrison twins were totally, <laughs> totally, totally, totally overhyped when they came into UK. 
yeah, yeah. I, I'm uh, there. The good news for the Cats is that uh, you're going to get you're going to get them around. They're clearly not going to the NBA if you look at any mock draft. So I, I do think the Cats are going to be set up nice for next year because I think they'll lose uh, a young, uh, uh, three guys off this team, but the rest of these guys are all coming back. And one last thing on the Cats before I move into horse racing, I don't understand why Marcus Lee doesn't get to play more. Uh, he's just now getting off the bench, and I think that I think it's wonderful that Cal's kept that his attitude because he was a big time recruit coming in, and every time I've seen him hit the court, he's been very impressive. I just uh, just don't understand why he doesn't get more minutes. Now, Brian, can you update us on this Kentucky Derby points standings in the system? Yes. It's in the second year of the point system. We just moved from our, our what was it? Moved from our our five point races to our ten point races. Is that right? No, we went from our 10-point winning races to 50 points yesterday. And you know what this brutal winter we've had? I know horse racing has not been on anybody's radar, but we've run 18 derby prep races with points already and just have 14 to go. And starting yesterday, we moved from this, uh, the, the silly season of 10 points into the big times, which, which are 50-point win races, which pretty much just guarantee you're in the derby field. And yesterday was a great. They had we had two fifty-point races to kick off the new season. Um, the Fountain of Youth, which is a big prep race down at Gulfstream Park for the Florida Derby, uh, was a great, uh, great race. Uh, Wildcat Red uh, won in a head bob o- over General A Rod. Uh, I don't know if General A Rod's name for uh, our famous A Rod baseball player or not, but uh, and then over at Louisiana and uh, New Orleans at the fairgrounds. Um, Intense Holiday, which is owned by uh, Louisville Connections. Uh, Intense Holiday won the Risen Star. The Risen Star is a big prep for the uh, Louisiana Derby. He did it very impressive. The the other big news that came out of the fairgrounds yesterday was that the one, and the athlete's not going to like this, the one, and I don't either, the one Philly who was pointing towards trying to find a path towards making it to the Derby, uh, Rio Antonio, she uh, she she did not do well in the Rachel Alexander finished fourth, uh, but it was very impressive win by a feeling by the name of Untappable. She won by about ten lengths, and uh, unfortunately, they don't have any plans of uh, putting Untappable on the Derby tra- Trail. They're going to keep her on the Oaks Trail. So mm. at this point, I don't see any possibility a Philly's going to be in the starting gate the first Saturday in May, which is a disappointment. That but makes uh, me sad. it is starting to shape up. Now, Brian, before we let you go, I know we're jumping around topics. We appreciate the horse racing update. You and I are both Indiana Pacers fans. We know Carlo and Ashley. The one thing in life they do agree on, maybe the only thing. The only thing in life we agree on (laughs) is the Miami Heat. They're Miami Heat fans. What's going on with our Pacers? I know they made a a good trade, and they acquired – I think it's a good trade because of the expiring contract situation, how Danny Granger was going to be gone regardless after the season. They got Evan Turner, former National Player of the Year, number one overall. Or I think he was number two overall pick. Um, but but a good a good player, someone who can play the one, two, or three in Evan Turner. But what's going on with the Pacers? They've dropped a few very curious games as of late. Yeah, yeah, they they are not uh, around. They're not playing their best basketball. I watched them play last night. Uh, they went to lowly Milwaukee Bucks and and was actually in a dog fight with that. Ended up winning by 10 late, but uh, no, they're not playing their best game at all, uh, and, and the Heat are playing much better. LeBron James is clearly the best player, in my opinion, in the league, and he uh, 
Uh, unfortunately, it looks like he broke his nose, and I'm, curious, I'm looking forward to watching the Heat play the Bulls this afternoon. And, but uh, I'm sure he'll be in the lineup, and I'm sure he'll probably get a triple-double. Um, hats off to LeBron. He has really turned it up in the Heat. Because of that, the Heat, you know, it's only a game and a half now. I, I, I would love to know when Bynum actually gets on the court. I mean, I don't know how long it takes uh, – and when you pick up a trade, they haven't. There's been nothing so far with Evan Turner. So, I, I applaud Larry Larry Bird for uh, making these picks and, and and doing his best to try to put a competitive field on a team on the floor. But man, we need them, and uh, it'd be nice if they got to the floor. I don't know what's going on with buying them. I I can't even find a news story that indicates he's even in Indianapolis. So, uh, and and Evan Turner would be a nice addition. I, I'm not quite sure what role. Uh, but the point guard play of the Pacers is still disappointing. Uh, their point guard, um, George Hill, played 30 minutes last night, did not score. Uh, and I think he had one assist. So, I mean, that is that kind of production out of your point guard is not going to get you to the final. So I'm a little disappointed with the recent play of the Pacers. I'm still, they're still in first, but uh, I got my eye on the heat. And uh, LeBron is very, very impressive. And I think he can single-handedly carry his team back to the finals. Brian, we appreciate you joining us this morning for not only the horse racing update, the college basketball, and even a little bit of NBA talk. Have a great rest of your weekend. We look forward to hearing from you, you next week. Thank you. All right. So hey, here- guys, I love the show. I'll listen to uh, Carlo. I'll listen to your rebuttal. <laughs> <laughs> he can't wait. I, I just want to put He it, just I, can't I'm wait. I'm just going straight to the facts. Go ahead. I'm, I'm Go gonna ahead. Tell you, he said well, Kentucky fans shouldn't be excited. I'm going to tell you why we're excited right now. Please tell us about why. Our Kentucky so Wildcats. the rest of the world can understand your crazy our last, our, 11, our last seven games were 6-1. and one. Four, four of those wins are on the road. Against? The School of matter. the Blind. It doesn't matter. Against St. Mary's on the road. of the Woods. 6-1 in the last seven games. And last night, that's yesterday proved that when they have their backs against the wall, they're not going to give up, and they stayed in that game, it and we still won. That when you play in Rupp Arena, you can do anything you want. Oh, come on, uh, Ashley. That's the thing about Louisville fans. I get tired of the whole referee, uh, the whole referee aspect. Everything when things don't go you all's way, we didn't say anything about quick, referee. Did quick, you say? Did you hear? Did you hear the word referee come out of my mouth? Well, no, you, say you referee, did not. When you say referee when you play in rough arena. I'm saying that you guys don't lose at home very much. I was you, you that was that oh, was right. actually a subtle we, we, compliment, we protect, but you just don't know how to how to receive it. Unlike you guys, we protect our home court. Okay, you ought to win it. You you should have won in Cincinnati because they came on your home court and took one. So I'm glad you won. You know you what? Won. You're right. You're right. Now, guys, I, I, I got to head to the uh, Lotus Gunworks text line. Please five, do. 502-314-1450. couple uh, random texts from people. They didn't leave names. Oh. What was it, Carlo? Did I say the number wrong? Yes, 414-1450. Four, my bad, 414-1450. One of them is this. Carlo didn't see the correct foul calls because he was concentrating on any of the guys wrestling for, <laughs> for the ball on the court. On the court. Interesting. I don't know who that would have well, came from. I don't though, know who that would have came from. Tonight, it is going down. The Elimination Chamber, six <laughs> uh, cage steel uh, ring, John Cena, Randy Orton, a uh, couple other guys, uh, Cesaro. It's going to be a great match. You guys don't want to miss it. But is anyway, that a pay-per-view? Yes, it's going to be pay-per-view. Okay. But back to the cats. Uh, I wasn't watching uh, wrestling. Can I we would... go back to the text line? Oh, sorry. Go okay. There was another one. Um, and this one, I don't, you know, once again, I, I don't know who it's from, but it says Heat fans in the state of Kentucky are bandwagon. What? What, okay. do, you, what do you guys have to say? I've been, I've been a Heat fan can, since can we, can we Can we do ladies first, maybe? Maybe? <laughs> just just the, just the thought. I don't know. But, <laughs> I mean. Radical concept. Ladies first. Radical concept. You know, 2014. Um, 
I am, I have always been a, have been loyal to my favorite player. So wherever they played was the, the team that I cheered for. So growing up, Shaquille O'Neal was my favorite. So from Orlando Magic to the Cavs to the Heat, I always cheered for wherever Shaq played. I always had a close number two in LeBron James. So when LeBron went to Miami, I cheered for them. And as long as LeBron is in Miami, I will cheer for them. If he goes somewhere else, I'll cheer for that team. Fair enough. My loyalty is a little bit deeper. All right. Uh, well, a, you're, you're a little well, bit Well, your older. loyalty been, is to a team. My loyalty is to a player. So well, I, I've been it fit, is what it is. Well, Alonzo Mourning is one of my favorite players of all times. But uh, I've been a Heat fan since Ronnie Cycli, Glenn Rice, Steve Smith. I mean, my, my, I'm talking about when they first came back in the league, I got pictures mm-hmm. of myself in a Herald Manor jersey when I was a kid. That's how much of a Heat fan I am. Far from a bandwagon. I've been through them through the, the thick and thin. The so, thick and thin. And now I'm paying the benef- getting the benefits of it because they're champions. Two-time um, champions. But to whomever made the wrestling comment. <laughs> Actually, uh, that, that, that one was t- from Tyler. Oh, it was from Tyler. Okay. I just, you he know just what? texted back in, back in. He forgot to include I can't. Uh, Tyler's a great guy, especially what he's done in the world of soccer and integrating uh, <laughs> the, 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 the showers. You know, he, he came out and said, hey, we had a gay, a gay guy on our team. And we embraced him. <laughs> they embraced him. We embraced him in the shower. You know, he said that these guys, you know, he, he this is groundbreaking stuff that Tyler, Tyler did. Tyler said he heard you used to want to be a figure skater. <laughs> Hilarious. But, yeah, I give all props to Tyler, man, for, you know, he was the first one to, to, to make that happen in the world of soccer. Now, now, Carlo, you were going to respond to the allegations of you being a bandwagon Heat fan. Tell us about your, your I just, Heat. He dismissed it, I, I, I heard you. <laughs> but but you said it's been went back a long time. Was Ronnie Cycli? Are you Is that really the reason you became a Heat fan? Oh, I was a Why Heat did fan. you become a Heat fan? Ronnie uh, Cycli? I remember I, him. He was good. Uh, he was Harold an Manor. all-star. I liked Harold Manor. Baby Jordan. Yeah, Baby Jordan. I loved him. The jerseys, when they came out, those, those jerseys were flying when they first came out. Okay. The Heat with the little fireball on it. Yeah, and the, the black and red. <laughs> Man, it was that was flat back in the day. Oh my! Now, now Brian mentioned a couple things, Ashley, that that struck a chord with me about the Louisville rotation and the chemistry yes. among the guards. Yes. I think we from our front court we saw some progress from guys like Mango. I thought he blocked a few shots, looked looked better overall. He was hustling, um, but the back court, I think that it, it's becoming more and more clear that Terry Rozier is the starting point guard for it's this not team. Happen. Absolutely, he should be. Not going to happen. I'm tell you why. Once again, well, first of all. You are not allowed to speak right now. We're, Kelly was talking to me. Well, he go, said Ashley, right? Well, go ahead, ahead okay. Miss Miller. So, Kelly, let's have this conversation without the haters. I think you're right, and I think that Terry Rozier should be the starting point guard because I think he's shown in his skill and his leadership on the court that he has what it takes. And I think that he is more of a floor general than Chris Jones. Chris Jones is more of a scorer. I'm not... I am impressed with the game that Chris Jones has. I think he's a good player individually. But on this team, he doesn't seem to mesh well with everyone else. He he, he likes to shoot. He'll be better when, Russ I hate to here. say it, when Russ is gone. Agreed. Because he'll fill that role. He will fill that that, that open spot. Now, the stat Here. line from yesterday. I'm Again, sorry, Carlos. Carlo. <laughs> let, let me tell you, let me tell you why. We were, have, we, were having, we were having a great conversation this is cla- I really this hate is, for you to This is it. classic for Rick, Rick Pitino does this. He doesn't play freshmen. He did it with Peyton Siva. Peyton Siva probably should have been starting uh, over uh, the, the one guy. Sosa. 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 And he wouldn't play him. No, he should not He have. doesn't play freshmen. This is, he, wouldn't, see, he, he will not put a, a freshman out there Unlike uh, Coach Cal, who will put an entire team of freshmen on the team. Yeah, because he lets them play ball. Good luck. Good luck. Which why? Which is why you did, guys will bow out of the did, tournament did, early. Didn't win a championship because your coach first? is terrible. Didn't? Are you serious? I'm dead serious. 
Well, you know, with you being an athlete and playing, I thought you knew a little bit more about basketball. I thought you knew more really? about basketball than to get to believe the hype. Wow. Now, you should you should know the hype does not is not real. This is going to be a Creighton year for you guys. All, this is all I have for you, Creighton. Carlo, be this the first sums round. up your season: forty and zero. Forty and zero. Listen, if you go back to that interview, it doesn't matter. You have T-shirts. There are still no, T-shirts no, 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 no. floating around the state of Kentucky well, he, he and beyond. He didn't say we're going forty and zero. No, your fans did, and you guys had a website, and then it was like, oh, oh no, we lost the game. Now we're thirty-one and thirty-nine and one, and then we're thirty-eight and two. You all are nuts. <laughs> we're champions. You're nuts. Champions that now, made it to the NIT last year. Stack card. Boom. Carlo, uh, Terry Rozier did play 22 minutes last night. So, I mean, I agree you, with you. How can you say he doesn't play freshman? He started he does, this season. That's one game. He started more than one game this season. Because Chris Jones was hurt. Chris Jones was not hurt all those games that he has not been playing in. He has been hurt a couple a couple times. I've seen him start. Chris Jones was hurt. Okay. Now let me let me read Terry Rozier's stat line from yesterday. Please Our, read it, Kelly. The the what I admit and I I agree with whoever said it. I think it was Carlo. There was the signature win of the season for Louisville was to go into a top ten environment and to win on the road. Terry Rozier showed up big time once okay. again. He had zero turnovers, and which is huge in twenty two minutes. Being the, being the point guard, zero turnovers. He was five of eight from the field. Zero turnovers. Julius Randle only had one last night. Julius right. Randle is a center. Oh, he still only had one turnover? Guys, I'm, I'm not done with his stat line. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. 22 points, five of eight from the field, one of two from the three-point line, five rebounds, six assists. I'm sorry, six assists. I'm sorry, six rebounds, two assists, one steal, 11 points. Very, efi- very efficient very game efficient. for who I would argue should be the starting point guard. Whereas Chris Jones and Russ Smith are clearly shooting guards. I like their games. Russ Smith obviously has no conscience. He got the ball at the last second. Didn't think twice about the fact that he was having a very subpar game. Shot it. Scored his 10th point of the game. Uh, Very clutch. He has no conscience. He's very valuable. If Louisville's going to make any noise in the tournament this year, Russ Smith is going to play a big role in it. So I love that Terry Rozier found him on that last play and that they were able to come through for the big victory. Like I said, uh, Russ has a chance to do what Kimball Walker did a few years ago. Going, he, he has a chance to go on a hot streak. He, that he last did it last shot, season. That last second shot so right there. So don't act like it's unprecedented and never heard of. If he doesn't, he take, did it if last he doesn't take advantage of that, that's not a confidence builder. I don't know what's going to work for you guys. An- another text into the text line. This isn't about our conversation, but it's from someone named Matt. I assume it's our buddy Matt. I don't know. Um, Matt Lamore, you idiots. I don't know exactly. I assume he's talking. <laughs> Macklemore is the greatest. Uh, I, I strongly disagree. He called, <laughs> and he called us all idiots. Macklemore so, I mean, being is Macklemore even a rapper? I don't know what Macklemore. You don't is. know Mac. You never. Heard I know. Of I've heard of. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. I mean, can I hear like a song or something? Well, I, actually, Macklemore is also he did some groundbreaking things. Did it? The Grammys he had like a, a, a gay wedding or something. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're Mac right. You're yeah. right. They, yeah. It was really. Uh, it was big. They weren't all just. Yeah. It, it, wasn't it was all just gay weddings. Well, just like Tyler, time. you know, he's in that same category where they're all doing groundbreaking things. You know, and for you civil rights. and your um, your tights. No, <laughs> I mean, Macklemore's. I think one of his songs was had to do with with gay marriage or gay uh, legally being able to get married as as being homosexual. So yeah, that, but is he a rapper? That's the question. And is he? I mean, how good is he? He's not a, Eminem's the He's best rapper. Eminem. Eminem's definitely the most successful white rapper ever, right, Carlo? We can agree on that. Yeah, I agree on that. Agree. He, you, you heard it in his voice, <laughs> Kelly, that he didn't even want to agree with you. <laughs> he just didn't have anything else to say. All right, so we got sad. got the college basketball, uh, Louisville and Kentucky, both escaping with the win via last second shot. What's yesterday. the What's the next week look like for the Cats? 
Who do you guys playing this week? We have uh, Arkansas next, I believe. Did you say Arkansas like they were? So. Yeah. Are they a good team? Are they a good team? They beat you earlier this year. It's so the, we're doing revenge. This is revenge week for Kentucky this this week. It's revenge revenge week. We got them at home, so we're gonna obviously beat them. I say it's gonna be a fifteen point victory. We're gonna teach them a lesson. You know what? I just got a text that I was rough and I needed to be nicer to you. So I'm gonna just let that slide. I'm just gonna be quiet. I mean, you can't argue against it. We're listen. Kentucky beat Louisville, <laughs> so you can't say nothing, Ashley. I mean, the, the, the fact that Louisville was more superior in the, the superior uh, back, we proved Kentucky is. The, you're provoking me, Kentucky, Carlo. You're provoking me. Kentucky is the best basketball <laughs> college in Kentucky right now. We so proved it, that. So you we, believe we, we beat Louisville? So Let me ask that, you a that question. Answer the conversation, Ashley. Carlo, I have a question that for you. I'm trying to be nice. Just go ahead. Listen to me, okay? If Louisville, Kelly Patrick. This is for you also. If Louisville and Kentucky played again. Played again. Here we go. The what ifs. Listen, I'm asking you your thoughts and your unbiased opinion. If Louisville and Kentucky played again on a neutral court somewhere not in Kentucky, let's say we played in Texas or something, who wins that game? It would be like the same time, the same thing that happened two years ago or a year ago when we played you guys twice in the same season. We beat you. Okay. We'll beat you, you had again. Anthony Davis that year, Carlos. Right. Little, little, little no, they have Julius Randle. They have Julius Randle now. No, we, got, I, we got Jules. Ashley, my, my answer may not uh, really please you. I, I think Kentucky would actually win. Because right I, now? I, I do. And the reason is because is I think they provide exactly what Louisville doesn't. I don't know if I put that into words no, the best way. They, they have length at every position. The biggest team in college basketball. One of the biggest teams. Yeah, I mean their their guards are six six. Carlo, uh, they have wingspans over seven foot and it's on the wing. Louisville, they they don't match up well against bigger guys. You're right. I'll give you that. But Carlo, I have a text question for you. A text question for you. Are you ready? Yes. Why doesn't Coach Cal have more than two plays? <laughs> that's ridic- That's a ridiculous <laughs> comment. Dribble drive, dribble drive. That's not even a play. <laughs> they are playing organized street ball out there. What's wrong with that? A lot is wrong with it when you get to match up against teams that are fundamentally didn't, didn't, didn't sound. Did they win a championship playing. with that? No, win. They didn't win a championship a year ago. Uh, year and no, half, uh, two, years, two ago? years ago maybe. Because last year you all did organized street ball all the way to the NIC, NIT. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I hate to cut in on the fun here, but we're up against the hour. Um, as everyone knows, the most popular segment on local radio here has become Ashley's Loco Cinco, and others call it. What do they call it, Carlo? Ashley's crazy. Ashley's but crazy. If you ask Hink, he will say that otherwise. it's no good. Hink but, says, <laughs> "I'm like." <laughs> that's the eleven o'clock hour. So Ashley gets to pick the outro music, if that's even a word. Outro, yeah, yeah. A- a- outro music, the the ending music of this segment. So we will be back with Ashley's crazy and more of the weekend sports buzz. Welcome back to the weekend sports buzz. I'm Kelly Patrick, along with Ashley Danielle, Carlo Kellum, having a great show this morning. Coming that was at you. Awful. What's that? The Celine Dion. Never do that again. Stop being a hater. Come on, Carlo. Sometimes, not... sometimes people want to be, you know, serenaded and well, I think feel I... some love. So I guess uh, last night, if you, got, you all didn't know, uh, Miss Ashley Danielle uh, ended her reign as Miss Kentucky, and well, you gave the crown away? Yes, I crowned. Uh, actually, the girl that was my first runner-up, she came back with a vengeance, and she took the title this year. Her name is Kellyanne Biley. And look for big things for her at the national competition this year in uh, in D.C. Guys, the Weekend Sports Buzz is brought to you by, who is it, Carlo? 
Brandon J. Lawrence with J is for Julius Randle and Kentucky's big win yesterday over LSU at home this is in overtime. Ridiculous. Brandon J. Lawrence, where J stands for justice. If you're going to support justice and support our man Brandon J. Lawrence, then you support the truth. What what Brandon brings to us each week at the end of the show between the 11.50 and 12 o'clock noon is he calls in and he corrects us on all of our factual inaccuracies from today's show. And I'm sure there's plenty for today. And speaking, I, speaking of Brandon, he's going to be hosting an event the Toast of Tuesday in uh, March. I think it's going to be on the 18th. But anyway, your very own Ashley Danielle and Carlo Kellen will be on that panel. It's going to be a sports discussion. You know what's going to happen. Uh, I'll be on good behavior that day. Okay. Well, I'll try my best be to behavior. be as well. I'll try to be. To contact Brandon Lawrence, uh, the best personal injury attorney in the city of Louisville, give him a call, 502-587-0041. Once again, Brandon J. Lawrence, where J stands for justice. With no further ado, we're going to head to the most popular segment in the city, really in the Midwest of this, you know, the entire country. Um, and, and it has a couple different names. We still haven't narrowed it down which one's the better name. It goes by Ashley's Loco Cinco, also called Ashley's Crazy. What do you have for us this morning, Ashley? Well, first of all, I must note that it's very hard for me to start this segment without my music. I'm sorry. You, Kelly? You, I, I got you here. All right, let's go. Thanks. I remember when Thank you, Kelly. All right, Ashley. That is radio gold right there. It CeeLo. is. CeeLo Green. All right. I'm, I'm looking, well, looking forward to the list today because I don't know what to expect. I didn't do any research. I didn't go to TMZ. I didn't uh, <laughs> try to find something. Thank you for not something. trying to steal my thunder. I'm sorry. Last week I did. You I'll did. Admit, I'll admit. I'm guessing Ray Rice beating up his girlfriend will be on there, but that's okay. We'll see. Let's see what you got. All right. So here's my top five. You guys think I'm crazy. But apparently, Jim Beheim is crazy. Jim Beheim lost it last night, apparently, with uh, number one Syracuse down by two points to Duke. CJ Fair was called for an offensive foul and a layup that could have tied the game for the Orange in the final 15 seconds. And Syracuse coach Jim Beheim was livid, and his reaction earned him two technical fouls and an ejection. Um, it gave the Blue Devils four free throws, three of which they made. Uh, the Orange ended up losing 66-60, to 60, and now have lost their consecutive second consecutive game after going undefeated in the first 25 games of the season guys i have never seen jim Beheim lose it like this have you all seen the video yes did you see it carlo i have not here i'm going to show you real quick because my question is what is he going to be thinking this morning he lost he he messed the game up for his team i mean they, they lost by six points it was a close game at the end he he impacted the game very negatively. I think it was just the second time he's ever been pitched from a game so, in his 30-plus years as a head coach at the collegiate <laughs> level. Jim Beheim screwed his team over yesterday, and there's no way around it. I'm, I'm very entertained by Beheim. This, this, will, so, this so, might get my vote. So, so, so he does this, and uh, they, don't make a big, they don't make a big deal out of it, but they make a big deal out of the smart kid pushing the fan. Do you, are you not watching this? 
But yeah, he's acting. Yeah, I see him. He didn't push anyone like that. Though. But but still, he's well, he there's no, no comparison. He's there, on Carlo. the court, but he's the coach. He's not allowed to be on the court. You comparing it to the Marcus Smart situation? I'm just saying, Carlo? He, he blows up like that, man. I mean, hey, tick for tack. He didn't physically what? push somebody. So so you're saying that he should. Who I don't understand what you're saying. I don't either. <laughs> it, it might get my vote because Jim Beheim is very entertaining. Some of his post game presser blow ups, and I'll show you all later. Uh, some of those YouTube clips are just amazing. I mean, he demeans reporters in post game uh, press conferences like nobody I've ever seen. And as someone who's asked people questions in press conferences and has been scared to do so with some of the bigger names like Patino or or Charlie Strong. Um, I, for some reason, even though I would hate to be that guy asking him a, a stupid question and then having him blow up on me, I love watching the, the videos. <laughs> I mean, course. Jim Beheim is not a nice guy when he gets mad, and I love You're it. right. You don't want to ask the dumb question in the press conference because the coach, like Patino, I've seen him do it before. He, he will make you look like an idiot in front of everybody and on national TV. Him and Chip Cosby went at it pretty hard a couple years ago. I, I'll never forget that. That was very entertaining. And there's been countless other times where he's not pleasant either. Rick Patino many times is not pleasant in press conferences, as I probably wouldn't be either. You're going to go out there and get all emotional, win or lose, and after a loss, you got to answer questions and rehash some of the things by a reporter who, who, who you know, maybe you don't think um, knows as much as you do about the sport. I could see where that I – w- I would be testy. And people like Carlo that are always critical just because. <laughs> I only speak the facts, Ashley. And 98% the of the time – The facts according to Carlo Kellum. I've been right on the show with a lot of my predictions. You know what? I'm, I'm very, very ready for Marvellous to make an appearance. That's, that's your nice – that's the nice side of your personality. Story two. Have you guys ever heard of the phone app called Tinder? Yes, I have. I have not. You have not? Educate me. Okay, well, well, I'll tell you the story first, and then we'll talk about Tinder. So, U.S. Olympic snowboarder Jamie Anderson. She's a pretty girl. Have you guys seen her? Uh, Yes, she's hot. Really? I haven't seen her. I'll check it out. Okay, check her out, Carlo. But she apparently had an account, and she said she's ditching her her Tinder account because she's too good-looking to be hunting for men on a phone app. Apparently, um, so Anderson, she won the gold this Olympics and has famously told the media that she has used Tinder to meet other sexy athletes in the Olympic Village. Oh, wow. But apparently she's having a change of heart, and she says that the app didn't have actually help, and it didn't lead to any quality hookups for her while she's been in Russia. Oh, so she has a negative <laughs> review on it. So she has a negative it review le- of Tinder. Le- led to a couple, led to a, a, a couple hookups. Not quality, though. Not That's quality. What I like. This is what I like to hear. <laughs> this is the type of stuff I'm looking forward to when I hear Ashley's crazy. Of course coming. it is. Um, so, I don't know. What do you guys think? I feel like the Olympic athletes should be focused on their sport right now and not hooking up with other athletes. Well, I'm you, sure Kelly Patrick has a different thought on that. Well, I mean, we could pretend that they should focus on their sport and they shouldn't be hooking up. But for years at the Olympic Village, regardless of where the event's held, they distribute condoms because these... 20-year-old, 18, 25, however old these Olympians are, you know, they're all in great shape. They're, they've got the, the hormones flowing. Um, they're good-looking people for the most part. I mean, they're in the prime of their life. And just to be honest, there's a lot of hooking up that goes on at these Olympic events. So, I mean, sure, they should be focused on their event. You know, Carlo, you're a boxing guy. Um, trainers will say, you know, you should uh, restrain or refrain from having sex for however amount of time before a fight, things Zero like that. Zero before a fight. If you want to be a championship fighter, you have to eliminate that from your, from your training camp. Now, sure, in theory we should say uh, they shouldn't have sex, yada, yada, yada. But in reality, that's not how it goes down. 
So Tinder for you, Carlo, you may want to use it. I don't know. <laughs> it's an app that you download on your phone. It can you can meet other people that way, and you can you know meet them for hookups. Yeah, it's proximity. If I'm holding my cell phone here and I have a Tinder app on it, um, I can find out. I can let other people who are interested in you know if it's female interested in a male, they'll be able to see my picture and they'll be able to say yes, I like that or I don't like that. And then you guys have a, a a way to actually communicate with each other, and then oftentimes meet each other. Very popular uh, among the young folk these days. Mm. <laughs> Number three. Number three. Terrell Owens got roasted at a charity event in Philly last night, and apparently nothing was off limits, including his child support issues, divorce, financial problems. Wow. Um, the whole thing apparently started off with some jokes about how broke he was. Uh, with some other celebrity's wife, um, they were taking shots at him. To start the show, they said, since Jerry Rice doesn't need any money, and since T.O. is officially out of food stamps, let's get this thing started. Uh, apparently, they you know, were telling people, tonight people are going to make fun of him. Um, they're going to say, you're desperate, washed up, a crybaby, but don't listen, T.O., you know, they're just bitter and jealous. But um, apparently... T.O. spent most of the evening playing on his cell phone while various people tried to make fun of him uh, until comedian Joe Conklin called him out in front of everybody saying, pay attention, T.O., because you're sure as hell not paying child support. Oh, damn. <laughs> and Conklin went on to roast about T.O.'s habit of impregnating just about everyone he meets, God. saying, I see why you got the hamburger commercial because the condom commercial fell through. My question is, why would T.O. even allow this to happen? Like, why would he set himself up like that? I don't know. I don't know. He must have got paid. Yeah, it's, that's got to be the reason. It's a charity event, oh, yeah. so he should be doing it for free, right? No, he's but he, pay for that. An appearance fee. Yeah. Roasts are my favorite thing yeah, ever. Yeah, they're brutal. They're if, I, brutal. if I'm walking down the street and someone says randomly, hey, Kelly, you're Kelly. What's your favorite thing in the world? I might just turn around and say, roasts. Because they are hilarious. I mean, nothing's off limits. The worse, more offensive your jokes are, the better. The better ratings they get. So, I mean, I would love to see that. I'm trying to Google it right now, Ashley. I, this this sounds amazing. This this is probably my front runner thus far. <laughs> okay. it's uh, They have it on TMZ, and then there's it was on another news thing, too. I forgot. But if you want to see pictures of him sitting there on a cell phone, that's about all you're going to see. Um, story four. And this story will definitely make Carlo happy. On the topic of wrestling. Hulk Hogan is coming back to the WWE. And it's been said that Hogan, he's 60 now, has been training at the WWE Performance Center in Florida. And the Hulkster will make his re-debut on Monday Night Raw tomorrow, February 24th. Uh, I'm a big wrestling fan and I'm watching the pay-per-view tonight. I have not heard that story. and uh, But I do know he took a physical and failed it. Well, and they said he couldn't compete physically at all. Well, they said that <laughs> well, he did sign a contract. Yeah, they said it's unclear um, if he will actually wrestle a full match, but he's planning to get physical in some capacity. Um, and also supposed to appear at WrestleMania in April. Is uh, it time for Hulk to have a seat? He's 60, like seriously. Yeah, it, this series is going to be more of a public appearance. It's WrestleMania 30, so this is a historic WrestleMania uh, uh Year that number number thirty. So Sting's supposed to make his debut. It's supposed to be a lot of big things going on. So they're trying to get all the old guys back and just to you know celebrate thirty years of WrestleMania, the biggest sporting event 
in the world. I don't know if you know that or not. It's bigger than the Super Bowl, WrestleMania. Are you serious? According to what? According to who? According, according to the the pay per view bass. According to the buy rates. According Look to it up, Kelly Patrick. Carlo Kellum. All the facts according Carlo, to Carlo. I mean, you said the biggest sporting it's event. The biggest of the sporting year. event. What in about the world? the world Cup? What about the Olympics? It's not bigger than WrestleMania. <laughs> That's a fact, Jack. <laughs> Let's hear some numbers. He doesn't have any because he made them up. So, story number five. Last story that apparently. I mean, we talked about Ray Rice a little bit earlier. We mentioned his name, but apparently TMZ actually has footage. Oh, my gosh. My computer shut down. But um, has footage of him carrying or dragging his fiance. I saw it. Through the casino. So apparently something happened. They got into it. Uh, he punched her in the face, knocked her out unconscious, and drug her through the casino. That they apparently she you know, she came to a little bit later. Um, they both got arrested later, released. Apparently, but, she, she had struck him also. It right. sounds like it's a volatile relationship both ways. Regardless, no excuse for ever hitting a woman. Uh, uh, supposedly, he uppercutted her. They said they have footage of her of him hitting her. Uppercut, really? That's what they said. I well, she was it. out. I saw yeah. him dragging her out of a uh, elevator. Yeah, elevator. I mean, if this is true, man, what what does the Baltimore? What do they do? I mean, you can't have a guy who's punching his girlfriend in his own video. He can't play for them. He can't be on the team. After the uh, over the past five six years, Ray Rice has been their best player. Yeah, but beating up a woman? No, I'm just saying you're right. What the, is, feminist, what the, Ravens the feminist do? organizations will not have that if he's on the field, and this is actually true. I haven't seen. The I don't punch. even think just feminine feminist organizations in general. Nobody's gonna say that's okay. Yeah, nobody likes that. But to go with my theory from last week, which is not popular, <laughs> if it has something to do with being a macho, big, strong man. People forgive you. I hate to say it. People... I don't think he can forgive you for this. I mean, if, it, if it's clearly a video of him beating up a woman, yeah, it's not good. Well, I think you're Pac-Man right. Pac-Man Jones right. beat up a woman on Was video. Was it on video? Yes. Yeah, yeah, but she spit on him or something. No, that, she took, it doesn't matter. He threw his $100, uh, $100 bills, yeah, he, he made he, it rain, and she grabbed one. He ran across the yeah, he was the, wrong for that. But the he, stripper it, thing and punched her no, in the, the face. There's another video of a girl spitting on him. Uh, she threw pop on him, and he hit her in the face. That's recent. You're that right. Was that was year. more recent. And he still got a job. I love him. I don't love him. I love that he's on my bangles. He came through last but, but year. That could, seen, that could be seen as provoked, but this right here, though, I mean. Well, supposedly she hit him first, Carlo. I'm not saying that, that it's okay by any stretch. I think, I mean, if it were up to me, I would discontinue his uh, relationship. If I were the, the Ravens, I would say you're cut. I think I would. But it's a business. And if you can bring more money in by keeping you than by getting rid of you, then uh, the the sad truth is, is the majority of the time you end up keeping your gig. Mike Tyson did it. Pac-Man Jones has done it. Many others have done it. I mean, who's the, the boxer that you've criticized? Or you, Jim Brown's done it. Yeah, Jim Brown threw his... <laughs> he He's not a boxer, but... He, he beat her up and threw her off the balcony. So, I mean, it wow, happens over, over, you know, over the years. I'm not saying it's right, but, I mean, just to be in reality, he'll probably keep his gig and be okay. But this is a different, man. The social media aspect of it. And, I mean, beating up a woman like that, yeah, I don't know, man. I, you couldn't be on my team. I'm sorry. Couldn't be, a well, team, couldn't be a teammate of mine. Guys, it's time for you guys to choose your favorite story. There, those are some great options there. I'm giving my vote to the Terrell Owens roast. Although I haven't seen it, I'm guessing it was hilarious. Because there's so much material. He has opened himself up so much over the course of his career, and even as recent as a few weeks ago, he got divorced, and the lady said that she was, you know, uh, he, he had just married her for the money. For money, yeah. And, uh, I mean, Terrell Owens, train wreck. Great career, maybe a Hall of Famer.
Mm. Train wreck. Yeah, yeah, I would have to go with that as well. I, I, I'm going to go home and look, look at it. I got to watch it. I got to see I it. Know it was brutal. It I'm sure be. it was it brutal. Has been brutal. It should have been brutal. Some of the, the roasts that I've liked over the years, I saw a Courtney Love roast. Hilarious. Um, let me think. Richard, uh, David Hasselhoff was one of the funniest ones. David Hasselhoff was a good one. Whitney uh, Cummins went in on Hulk Hogan and uh, Pamela Anderson. Yeah. These these comedians really make their oh, name. No, she said that, uh, I guess I could say, she said that Hulk Hogan, she said right now, Pamela Anderson has more sperm in her mouth than Hulk Hogan has between his legs. Gross. God. <laughs> God. hilarious. Uh, William Shatner had a good one. Uh, there's been some great ones. Pamela Anderson, obviously. She made Pamela Anderson cry. I don't know Ooh. if you saw that. When Whitney Cummins made Pamela Anderson cry. I don't think I'd ever agree to a roast. I don't think I would either, but when someone does, I'll watch it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Do we have any more text, Kelly? Let's see here. Uh, another follow-up on the Macklemore thing. You guys don't even know what real rap is. Frickin' Macklemore is a rap god. Is that Tyler? A rap god. This was someone else named Matt. I don't know that it's our buddy uh, named Matt. I thought it was Tyler. Sounds like he would like Macklemore. That would be his guy. (laughs) I think you have to stop insulting Tyler. Tyler's my man. Well, he was, but he he came at me first. He started it last week. Yeah, I adore Tyler. Last week he called me out on the Kentucky thing, and I I was offended. We're going to have to make up soon. Guys, we are going to head to a break here. Uh, been a great show so far. I love the Ashley's Crazy from this week. A lot of great options. Ashley, Carlo, and I will be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. I'm Kelly Patrick along with Ashley Danielle. Carlo Kellum in studio with us this morning. Got a lot to talk about today as we've already touched on the Louisville and Kentucky basketball teams, men's basketball teams, both winning big games yesterday via the last second shot. Kentucky went to overtime at home to beat LSU, avenge their loss from earlier in the season, as Louisville also avenged their loss to the Cincinnati Bearcats yesterday. Just coming off Ashley Danielle's Ashley's Crazy or Ashley's Loco Cinco. Some great conversation pieces for us this morning. Um, We talked a little bit in the very first segment of the show. We haven't got much to it yet. But the NFL is instituting a new rule. Anytime there's a racial slur used during a game, uh, the player will be penalized. 15 yards, right? 15 yards. What do you guys think of that? It's going to be kind of hard to police, I think. You put the refs in a tough uh, situation to call that uh, a 15-yard penalty on something like that. Well, know. well, first question is, is I feel like that would have to be a poll of the referees. Do they, have they acknowledged that they've heard those types of things on the field? If so, then it makes sense. Then, like, okay, yeah, I've heard this stuff, and so we're going to go ahead and implement a penalty for well, it. It must be a, a commonly used um, Type of, of communication on the field. I'm, I would say I'm it guessing. Has to, I would say it has to be a communication. <laughs> right? I is. mean, that was the it most is. professional way to say it. Yeah, you know, it's really, I appreciate that. It's really, it's really just uh, or, or smack talk. Street, I mean, street, what, street talk, smack talk. Yeah, back and forth. You know, on on the field. Yeah, but some. It, I mean, some language is unacceptable, regardless of if it's smack talk or whatever you whatever you want to call it. So I think it will be hard to police unless that's something that. But you is know done what? I don't think it'll really be hard. They, they, everybody has a, a, a audio microphone on them, so it won't be hard to actually police. 
Hmm. Right? Maybe. Anytime they hear a racial slur, they'll, they'll be able what, to tell who it comes from. 15-yard penalty. Instead of a 15-yard penalty, why don't they just find them? If they're mic'd up, find them the next day. Don't, yeah, don't, don't make it a part of the game to where you know, they're going to penalize them. Well, I think then, I think if it's a part of the game, then it's more on display. So you're like, this person said this. So what, what, it, what it is saying is the NFL actually coming out and saying, we don't want it anymore. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because imagine if you're a player and you get called on it. What are your teammates going to say to you? Man, you just get, got us a 15-yard penalty. So it's going to stop, right? I would say not even what the team's going to say, but what are the fans? Because everyone, everyone knows what the penalties are. The, the referees and you, they call say the person it, they out call too. it, and the person yeah. gets called out. So not only do the teammates know, and the fans will know now, everybody knows. So then people will be able to say, oh, this guy said this racist comment. I think that hurts the, pay- the players individually. It's going to be very interesting. It will be interesting. interesting. I found a top 10 list of white rappers. I only know two of them, Everlast and Eminem. I never heard of any of these guys. Everlast? Not, you never heard of Everlast? No. House of Pain? Jump around. Oh, I mean, I knew that. I didn't yeah. know that's what his name was. But I never heard of some of these guys on this list, and uh, Matt McLemore is not on the list of top 10 greatest when rappers When was the time. list written? Uh, I, I, it's not even a legit source, but it was written uh, in 20, uh, 2013, actually. Hmm. So McLemore should be on it. He's not even a rapper. I'm just saying. <laughs> he's popular. He's, he's a pop artist. There's a big difference between rapping and pop. That's like saying that uh, LMFAO are rappers. They're a pop group. They're not rappers. What is Justin Bieber? He's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. Well, okay, he is. But when I was 19, I was an idiot, too. You were, you were thug life. You were a thug. It's hard for me to really talk to you guys about this because I have a different perspective. Be- you do. Being you a really thug. do. Being a thug. I don't think um, Don Dre, shout out to Don Dre for being back there on the ones and twos with you today, Kelly. Uh, I don't think you know this, but Kelly Patrick is the resident thug of the weekend sports buzz. So be careful sitting behind him. He oh, might yeah. shank right? you or something. Just watch your back. All right. Well, I'll try to keep my, my uh, I'll watch my back. <laughs> and yeah, Don Dre is actually, he's a high school football player, right? He plays for Seneca. Is that right? What, what, what position you play, DeAndre? DeAndre's eating donuts right DeAndre's now. He said, here. I can't talk. DeAndre's here. He's, 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 learning, he's learning, learning how to run the switchboard. You know, he's getting a, a tutorial of the studio. Just want to kind of see, well, he plays football. So, plays for Seneca High School. What position you play? Running back? All right. Are you, are you a junior, sophomore? You're a senior this year. All right. So, are you, you going to be on uh, Friday Night Flights this year? Am I going to see you on Friday Night Touchdowns or whatever it's called? Yeah, Carlo, you're I said, late. I said this year. This, oh, yeah. he's about to go to college. Oh, you done? Oh, okay. You going to college? Never mind. So, where are you on Friday night? Uh, what up? Uh, a few times. Okay. All right. What's good stuff, man? I'm glad he's to have you here. He's trying to be humble right now. He's <laughs> trying real hard. Well, we, we appreciate you having you in here, helping us out, man. You'll get the you get those switchboards down in no time. Trust me. If Kelly can do it, you can do it. <laughs> All doing, I'm saying is watch Kelly Patrick. But Kelly's doing He's good. part of Thug Life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's a difficult thing to really put into words. But yeah, <laughs> I, have a, I have a different perspective on everything. What we don't want you to do, Kelly, is to corrupt Andre, okay? Don't try to bring him into the Thug Life family. Well, another NFL story, guys. All right, man. Jim Harbaugh. Do you hear about this, Carlo? Nah. No, nope, I didn't either. Head coach of the I may, maybe I have. San Francisco 49ers. Uh, took his team to the Super Bowl this year. Mm-hmm. Apparently, a couple weeks ago, nobody really knew about it, but he was involved in some trade talks. He even wanted to be traded, according to the story. He wanted to be traded. 
Jim Harbaugh wanted to be traded? Yeah. From the Niners? From the Niners to the Cleveland Browns. Wow. You haven't heard Who about this. To be traded to That's the a big Browns. rebuilding uh, project right there. It would huge be. One. Yeah. Supposedly there were some contractual issues had to do with his re-signing uh, with the Niners. And, you know, coaches have been traded before. But why would you go? That doesn't make sense. It didn't happen. And, and Harbaugh is denying the story, but it appears that there's some very valid sources that say that it was very close to uh, Harbaugh was going to be traded. I think it was for a second-round pick. Hmm. Very interesting. To, uh, you know, I mean, this. Cleveland has nothing. Not only is it a cold city, nobody wants to go there to play. Got a bunch of draft picks. They got a bunch of draft picks. They don't have a quarterback. They don't have a running back. They do have a pretty decent receiver who I think uh, led the NFL in catches this year. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. But they don't have anything. Why would he want to go there? And leave the gold man he has in San Francisco in warm weather. Here's the story. The Browns were close to a trade that would have sent 49ers coach Jim Harbaugh from San Francisco to Cleveland, Pro Football Talk reported Friday, citing multiple sources. According to the website, a deal was in place that would have sent multiple draft picks to the 49ers for Harbaugh. But the coach ultimately decided not to leave San Francisco. Maybe he's playing Harbaugh get a bigger contract. I can't see anybody wanting, willingly wanting to go to uh, Cleveland and coach or play. I can't see that. Everybody wants out of Cleveland, Kelly. Yeah, so I agree with you. But, I mean, if money talks and you're going to get more money as a coach so in Cleveland. Listen, it doesn't make sense. You're telling me they could have had Jim Harbaugh, but instead they went for the Buffalo defensive coordinator? No, I'm telling you that Jim Harbaugh ultimately declined, like the, the, the article said, that uh, Jim Harbaugh ultimately declined the opportunity to be involved with the trade somehow. So they were so they were going to actually pull the trigger if he would have. Uh, That's what uh, the story says, it. according to Pro, right. Pro Football Talk. Um, you know that they had reported on Friday. So I mean, interesting stuff. Very off-season news from the NFL. Very interesting. Right, that would have been a, that would have been the story of the year right there if that would have happened. Story of the year? Yeah, Jim Harbaugh going to Cleveland. That would have been huge. But now we can look forward to another three and what uh what three and twelve three, uh, season for the Cleveland uh, uh, Browns. Browns. Another bad season for them uh, upcoming. Mm. So the Lady Cardinals player in action today against yes. Rutgers. I wish I was at that game. I'm not going to make it. Are you yeah. going? I am not. Um, I am. Well, this is a, this is a big time pageant weekend. So I gave my title up yesterday. Today, this afternoon is the finals of pageant the Miss. Does. Miss Auto Show USA pageant. You went to the car show? Yeah, I'm going to the car show because I'm, I'm a co-director I'll of the there. pageant. Well, I guess I'll see you. Yeah. Come by the stage and take some pictures of our ladies. Right. Uh, the winner, the the finals, the final competition starts at 2 p.m., so probably okay. by 3 we'll have a, a winner crowned. So 3 p.m. Pageant buzz uh, info. Pageant buzz info. Lady Cardinals, 3 p.m. versus Rutgers. It's going to be a good game. It should be a good game. Show Rutgers me Shibbles now with the all-time leading scorer for UofL now? For women, I think, yes. Yeah, well, women, yeah. Yep. Uh, Very the Yum Center, so the home game. Nice. Guys, we're going to head to the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln buzz line. Keep in mind to all of our listeners, 502-384-1450 is how you can reach us. We have our man, The Truth, on the line with us. How you doing this morning, Truth? <laughs> Let's see here. I'm sorry. Let's see. Once again, Ty's out today, so we got Kelly's. Truth, are you there? I thought I, I remember not. I thought I heard something there. The truth said, the truth is, I don't want to talk to you all. Truth, are you there? 
All right. I'm sorry, Truth. I'm running the boards this morning. Call back in, 502-384-1450. The Truth's Hoosiers had a, a win last night on the road. Not having the best of seasons. Talk about a team that's NIT bound. Yeah. I mean, they're they're not really living up to the hype. Tom Crean, you know, he continues to do his elite level of recruiting, but he is not um, living up to it. Is but, he on the hot seat? But he lost his star player last year. I mean, does he give time? He lost two great players. I mean, uh, what's his name? Guy Zeller and Old Depot. I mean, that's a lot to lose from a, from a team. So I can see this as kind of being a rebuilding year for him, losing your two top players. He didn't really have anybody to fill those two voids. Truth. Call back in. Let us know what you yeah, think. Yeah, let us Truth. know about uh, Tom Crean. I think he'll get another year. I, actually, I think he'll probably be there for a little bit longer than that, man. They'll give this guy a chance to. How long does he get? He hasn't done anything. I mean, they went, what, Sweet 16 last year? Yeah, but they were, weren't they a, a, a number one overall seed? Yeah, or, I'm I, sorry, a number one seed? I think so. So, I mean, I, I think that Tom Crean, he looks weird. That doesn't help. Mm-hmm. Didn't he look creepy? <laughs> yeah, didn't he kiss yeah. like his kid on the mouth or something at the game? He did, and it was yeah, caught it was on camera. Yeah. His kid? How old? Like, too like, old to be kissing on the mouth. Like 15 or something. <laughs> a boy? Yeah. yeah. Oh. I mean, I, I don't have a huge problem with that. It looked weird. I probably wouldn't do that, but I kiss, my son's four. I mean, Your son I, is He kisses bomb. people. Yeah, we went your, out to, Yeah, your son is, is a kisser. He's a ladies' man. <laughs> he was all over Ashley, wasn't he? Carlo, wasn't he? Oh, yes, he was. All up, acted like he was telling her secrets, got up in her face and was... Rubbing cheeks with her and then like kissing her, right? Actually, yeah, yeah, that's my buddy. He is a charmer. Was he telling you secrets or what? What was he doing? No, he was giving me kisses. You just give a a lot of little kisses, little kisses. And Carlo, we threw up the L together in an awesome picture. Kelly, do you have that picture still? I do. It's on my phone. Yes. Mm -hmm. You might want to dispose of that when your son becomes a Kentucky fan, realizes you got to bring him up right. uh, you, you guys were polluting his mind to do that. No. But, yeah, he, I can see Kentucky written all of that kid's face right there. He's a winner. I can see him being a Kentucky fan in the future. You're crazy, <laughs> Carlo. Shut the hell up. <laughs> but, uh, but but back to the, the game today at the, the Yum Center. You got the Lady Cards in action. Sh- my favorite player, Shimmy Sh- Shomi Shomo. I just, like, I just like saying her name. Did I say it right? No. Shimmy Shomo? Shoni. Shomo Shomo. How do you say it? Oh, my gosh. Shoney. Shoney Shimble. 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 I like Shoney. You know, I run into her from time to time in the uh, in the press room doing uh, games. She was at the men's game uh, last week. She's pretty nice. You know, she always speaks. She says hi. She doesn't uh, She doesn't act like a prima donna. She's very humble. Good. But you know what? The Lady Cards have the possibility of doing some great things in the tournament this year. You think they actually have a shot, a shot to win it all? Oh, sure. I think, you know, I think uh, something I said about the team earlier this year was that it's all in mindset. At the moment when they decide to that they deserve to be there, when they deserve to be at the big dance, they will play like it. And I think um, the Tennessee game, you know, it took them a little – not Tennessee, I'm sorry, the UConn game. It took them a little while to uh, to pull it together. But I think they, in their mind, they now understand that they can – Kelly. Really, Kelly, come on. <laughs> they believe that they can play with the best team in the country, which is UConn. So I think uh, with that chip on their shoulder – It'll be. I think it'll be good for them this year. I think they can make a real good run. Now, guys, I'm very sorry about this. I'm trying to get Truth on the line with us. He may be on right now. Truth, are you there? Jeez. The Tru- struggle is real. I'm sorry, <laughs> Truth, man. My bad. Well, we'll continue as, as uh, Kelly. <laughs> Gosh, Truth, I'm butchering it. I'm sorry, man. I don't know what the deal is. You know, we got to get our truth fixed, man. It's been like three weeks that uh, we haven't had truth on the line. 
And the last two weeks was because Kelly was running the switchboards. Truth, it's my fault. I'm butchering you this morning. I had some. We've had a couple callers today. I didn't. I didn't uh, yeah, you did good. I man. didn't drop the ball with. I don't know what the deal is with Truth. It's just not working. But um, his Hoosiers are certainly underperforming. I know he wants to respond to it. Um, there, there's no way around it. The, the Hoosiers. Let's see. What's the record this year? They're NIT bound, man. I, I wouldn't even look if I was you. They're definitely NIT bound. Uh, that, that not even the conversation of. Uh, of Kentuckyana sports, in my opinion. Not the team they were last year. But like I said, they lost two big players in Zoller and the Abba Depot, whatever his name is. Oh, Adipo. So He had know, a big play yesterday yeah. in the NBA. Yeah, he's been doing pretty good. Pretty good for Orlando. I mean, he's not doing a spectacular, but he's he's a rookie. He's not rookie of the year. But Indiana is 5-8 and eight in the conference in the Big Ten. That's like, when was the last time Indiana had a losing record in the Big Ten in, in basketball? It's been a long time since that happened. But they're not looking too good this year. Uh, Michigan State, you know, Izzo, as always, he's uh, leading the conference at 11-3, and 5 overall. Michigan State's kind of been quiet, I think, man. Not too many people are talking about them making a run for the tournament. But you always have to watch out for Izzo when it comes to the tournament time in March Madness. I wouldn't be surprised if the Michigan State snuck up and ran, ran, uh, made a run for it all, man. We all know Rick Pitino can't beat him. <laughs> what are you talking about, Carlo? Rick Pitino can't beat him. What? More critical. Well, he beat him. You, you do know that they beat him on well, way to winning the tournament well, last the year. For the first time. Other than that, I for guess the first he can't time. Beat he has not been able to beat uh, Izzo. Izzo has Patino's number. Except for when it counts and when Louisville la- goes la- on to win a national Last game. year was the right. first time that he, I think that's the first time he beat Izzo. When I don't think that's when true. When it matters. Okay. Okay, when he's at Kentucky, Izzo beat him in the championship. Right. Okay. Well, considering and we, his turnover they, in New England, we're no longer talking about Kentucky because that was so many years ago, Carlo. You know what? If it wasn't for Kentucky, he wouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Remember well, that. I won't remember that. Well, since Patino was inducted into the Hall of Fame, he won a title. So, I mean, Rick is a Hall of Fame coach. He was a Hall of Fame coach based off his Kentucky resume, not what he's done at Louisville. I, I, I don't know about that. I, I disagree with that. Come on. Are you serious, Kelly? I am. Had he not done what he did at Pro- Providence? The Providence had no— he, he brought Providence to the Final Four, Carlo. You saying that doesn't matter on a resume? Who was, oh, okay. Are you are you kidding me? Yeah, it doesn't matter. No, bringing bringing a school like Providence to the no, Final Four doesn't it's matter. It's not why he was in the Hall of Fame, Kelly. It he's certainly a, helped. He's in the Hall of Fame solely based on what he accomplished at the University of Kentucky. You're crazy. Not what he accomplished you are at Louisville. Crazy. Not what he accomplished in the NBA. You are crazy. What he accomplished, at, accomplished in if Kentucky. that was the case, why did it take him over ten years for him to do it? If it was based solely on what he done at Kentucky, because that would have happened years ago. Correct? Exactly. No, not necessarily. So no. He yeah. was too young. Well, no, no, he was not. He's in his 50s. He was too young at the time. That's ridiculous. At the end of the day, someone goes into the Hall of Fame for their What's entire body of work. shirt that Russ Smith has on. Oh. That you just show. That's ridiculous. What You're ridiculous. Well, he's ridiculous, so I'm pretty confident he can do whatever he wants. <laughs> Guys, we're going to head to a break here. We're going to have our man Brandon J. Lawrence try to call us in if I don't butcher the call and drop him. Uh, Carly, Carlo. God. Carlo, Ashley, and I will be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. I'm Kelly Patrick along with Carlo Kellum and Ashley Danielle coming at you today from 10 until noon like we do every Sunday. We appreciate Brandon J. Lawrence allowing us to be on the air every week um, and you know his support. We're going to head to the Oxmore Ford Lincoln Buzz Line 502-384-1450. Well, we got a caller. Now, I butchered the last couple callers. I may get this one on. We have Angelo. Sounds like Angelo wants a piece 
of our man Carlo. Let's see if we can get him here. How ironic it you wouldn't butcher this call, but you butchered the rest of them. Angelo, are you there? Yeah, looks like you're three for three today, Kelly. No, I, I've had a couple ones. Todd called in during the knockout hour. What did I do? Let's see. Do we have a caller on the line with us? Now we're going to hear the, 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 dial, the dial tone. tone. I know. Let's see. I got to do it, though. Angelo, are you there? All right. I'm butchering the calls today. Well, Kip, we know why I call you Kip, right? Why is that? Kelly, the instigator, Patrick. That's what I do on the knockout hour. Yeah, you, you stirred up a lot of stuff. I, I like to get people <laughs> so in, studio, in studio with us. Kelly, the instigator, Patrick. I'll go by Kip. I'm fine with that. I like to say, hey, man, do you have beef with anybody? Great. Who is it? I, I, you know, I don't know much about what you're talking about, but why do you have beef with him? And then, you know, continue to instigate. That's what I do. That's what he does because he's a thug. I'm a thug. So, Angelo, we're sorry we lost you on the line there. Uh, try back again. Maybe Kelly can get you on. But if it's the, the, the talk about my cats, I, I really don't want to hear it. But it looks like we may have another. That's because you don't want to hear the truth about your cats. Well, that's true. If Okay, w- wipe away his whole legacy at Kentucky. He's not in the Hall of Fame. Well, I, I will give you that, Carlo, because he's in the Hall of Fame for his entire body of work. And, yes, that includes his time at Kentucky. It includes his time at the, in, the, in the NBA. No, because it's time in the NBA Maybe. I mean, but it's still a part of his body of work. And then his time at Louisville. Yes, his time at Providence also. So all of that is, you know, in combination. I guess my, my point part is. Part of why if, if he's if, in the Hall of Fame. My point is. If he never had coached at Louisville, he'll still be in the Hall of Fame based off what he did at Kentucky and Providence. I was going to say, don't try to leave out the rest of his coaching career, Carlo, because you're so one-sided. I'm saying he's prior, It sounds like there's someone I'm on say, the phone I'm now. saying prior to Louisville, he would have still been in the Hall of Fame regardless. But why is, really that even, why is that even coming out of your mouth? Like, that isn't, it shouldn't matter. I'm just saying because it's true. Do we have someone on the line with us? Kelly, you're fired from the ones and twos. You are. <laughs> You are. <laughs> you are officially fired. Where is Todd nailed at when we need him? I don't know, man. I'm butchering it. I'm sorry. Brandon J. Lawrence, best personal injury attorney in the city of Louisville, trying to call through. I dropped him. I dropped Angelo. I dropped Truth. Guys, it's been a great show. We've only got, what, eight minutes left? Where is Brandon J. Lawrence? He was just on the line with oh, us. Oh, you I, dropped him. I dropped him. I dropped Angelo. I You're going to get us dropped. I'm radio. Best get, per- well, get Brandon back on because he actually he's actually on my side. So, oh, we need, okay. we need to get That's him on But right. also remember that last week, Brandon, who's on your side, said that he that Louisville was the better team. Remember that? Yeah, but I don't think he'll say that now after last yesterday's game. Mm-hmm. They proved with their backs against the wall. They didn't prove anything. Just like Louisville proved the same thing. Yeah, both both teams proved yesterday with their backs against the wall that they can come through in in a crucial time. So this is going to be big catapulting. Catapulting both of them into uh, the NCAA tournament. And we're trying the phone lines again. This is the last time I'll try. Brandon, are you there? Nope. It sounds like, can you try to call him, maybe? Yeah, I'll try to call him. You guys keep going for a minute here, all right? But we, yeah. we can handle that. But it was it was big for both our teams, so we'll see what I, happens. We'll see who's going to take the torch and run with it after this week. Well, we're not shaving. And I feel like there's always something like Patino does with the players that <laughs> that makes them a little bit more motivated. Last year was the tattoo. Was it the beard? Yeah. The, the beard yeah. now. Yeah, it's weird yeah, Patino, to see. Patino, I was Patino talk- needs to sh- shave. He looks terrible. It is so weird. My, I was talking to my grandfather about it yesterday, and I was like, it's so odd to see him with facial hair. Yeah, he needs to shave that off immediately. So It, it won't last long. I mean, y'all got a loss coming up here pretty soon. 
get uh, oh really yeah. so so you are you still sticking with your prediction that you guys are going to beat Florida Florida yes I'm sticking with that and we're, the, the competition that when Kentucky's is that playing, is that this week or it's next the last week? game of the season okay. I think it's next week but Louisville I mean Kentucky's playing the top competition no you're not Florida's going to be number one after the day. You're playing. You played. Florida's going to be like number three one. Top, three good games this okay. season. Florida's going to be your, number one. Your record. I'm mean, not your record, but your your the the competition of the teams that you're playing. The, the caliber of those teams is not much better than the ones that Louisville's played over the course of the season. I, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. But my this point, is an SEC. When when football, I will give you that day in and day out. My, but in basketball, no way, Carlo. My point is no is that, way. My point is is that Florida's going to be number one after this week. And then when we beat them at home, at Florida, we're going to beat the number one team in the nation. And Louisville's going to be what after this week? They'll be in the top ten. Maybe eight, seven. And Kentucky will be? Uh, I don't know. We'll probably be number ten. Borderline. You, you guys are going to move up so, from somehow, beating LSU? For somehow, they have you all ahead of us. and we, We've been ahead of you all season. Yeah, and we, we beat you. I don't understand that. Yeah, but. because you guys aren't that good. Um, But at the end of the day, do you think beating LSU is going to put move you up? That many points? It was a home win. Exactly. A home win against LSU is not going to get you boosted up in the rankings. Listen, when you play against a quality player like JO3 for LSU, O'Brien, the third. No. Uh, it was a big win for us. It why, was why a are you win. Trying to discount I'm, our win? I'm I mean, not geez. discounting your win. I'm saying it was a win. Sorry, sorry to interrupt, guys. Brandon, are you there? What's up? What's up? What's, what's up? up? What's up, though? Uh, arigato. I'm in Japan, man. We are, we're killing it in Tokyo, baby. What's happening? Hey, man, look. Look, let's put all this stuff to rest, okay? I got to defend my man, Carlo. Without without UK, Patino wouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. He was SEC coach of the year three times. He was never he was never Big East coach of the year, even with Providence. He was only the coach of the year in the Conference USA 2005 one time. And uh, so, I mean, you know, and then Tom Izzo, Tom Izzo whooped him when University of Louisville was the number one overall seed back in, what, 2010, when they played up in Indianapolis, um, up at Lucas Oil Field, and Izzo ran them out of the gym. Um, and that's when they had Earl Clark. Uh, you know, maybe they were smoking that night or something like that. T. Will, <laughs> all those, all those guys. They threw, up, they threw up a donut, man. Donuts, baby. UK never did that. Never did that in UK. Yeah. Um, so you know, you know, that's just that's the, and those are the facts, Jack. Any other factual inaccuracies you picked up on from the show, Brandon? Um, no, nah, man. You got you know because you guys were talking about like the world's greatest rappers and. <laughs> who's the, and, uh, who's you know, the greatest yeah. white rapper oh, of all time? Who's the, I know it's subjective, but who is who is it? Who is the greatest white rapper of all time? Yeah, I don't. Even, I don't. I Vanilla mean, Ice. There is none. There is <laughs> none. You don't like Eminem? There is, <laughs> that's like saying who's the greatest white jazz artist of all time. There is none. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean. I mean I don't. I mean, you know, <laughs> how do you? I mean, what is that like? A, is that like a one A one B thing or something? Or I don't know. Oh my god! I mean, I, 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 you asked me a question. I don't know. I mean, but I can't believe you guys don't know who third base is. Yeah, can you? I and, know, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's the gas face. They gave Hammer the gas face. What do you mean? What's going on? Ashley and our aren't as old as you guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> M- MC Mallet. MC Mallet. You never heard of him? Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, 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 try, try, got, I'll try to listen. You got the nineties, baby. 
You like you like no, Jay Z? You eighty. We're baby. both we're both eighties. Born eighty three. Yeah, like Jay Z. I yeah, like yeah, that's like I, yeah. He's an eighties baby too. 80s baby too. Brand, yeah, yeah. Brandon, before we let you go, did you get a chance to listen to Ashley's Crazy? If so, do you have a vote for which of the the five is the best story? Uh, it's got to be Ray Rice dragging his uh. Okay. Drag his girlfriend, girlfriend through uh, what was it, Atlantic City? Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't... And technically, well, you know, they have a um, you know, what his New Jersey's going to be next year? What's that? They already got him. They already got him in, st- in stores. It's a wife beater. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, Brandon. We're, we're, we're up, we're, we're, good stuff there. We're up against the end of the show, Brandon. <laughs> Thank you very much for letting us be on the air every week. Guys, it's been a great show. We will be back next Sunday from 10 until noon for more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Peace and love, man. Shout out to Carolina Steve.